Welcome you back for hour number two of the Vegas Golden Knights Insider Show. Pass goes to Marciusil, behind and for Eichel. The left sidewall, up top of Trangelo, to the right, Theodore shoots, he scores! 41 seconds to go, Theodore scores his second of the period. From the Finley Chevrolet Fox Sports Las Vegas Studios and live at LBSportsNetwork.com with your hosts, Darren Millard and Ryan Wallace. Getting at it halfway through the debut show for 2022-23. Fox Sports Las Vegas. Uh, looking forward to chatting with Kelly McCrimmon in a couple of minutes. General manager of the Vegas Golden Knights, who's uh, been one of those, a uh, bunch of them in the National Hockey League uh, these days. So walking that fine line uh, along the tightrope that is the salary cap with a flat cap this year uh, made some changes to his roster what does uh, he look forward to uh, specifically from a jack eichel standpoint uh, the goaltending is uh, obviously out there and then uh, different players uh, who are coming up uh, with an opportunity to uh, make the team uh, veteran players like Mananen uh, mm-hmm. and uh, a rookie like brisson so two guys coming at it from uh, different locations. So, uh, Kelly, in uh, just a, a, a little bit, also have one-timers, news and notes from around the National Hockey League. Yep. First uh, edition of that in our number two. And uh, that's going to deal a little bit on what happened the last few days with the Vancouver Canucks and a hmm. big signing. So we're going to yeah. dive into some uh, some other league news uh, that uh, that's erupted. The, the Vancouver Canucks gave out a big contract and it kind of came out of nowhere. There's been a lot of talk about JT Miller, yep. but the actual contract came out of nowhere. Mm-hmm. And you, like you've had children, I yes, you and your, you and your wife. Yep. Uh, uh, so JT Miller and Chapman, uh, you uh, we adopted our children, but Chapman, uh, you, you have a son. Uh, you've gone through the whole leaning up and uh, and birth and everything. Uh, <laughs> JT Miller, the, the, him and his wife did that last week, right yeah. in the middle of this big contract talk too. <laughs> so that's just a, a side complication to the to the whole contract. But on the the Golden Knights side of it, doing some lines, it's it's really interesting how many different options they now have. Yeah. It- it really is because there's there's so much that's different going into this season, but there's so many possibilities. And I, I you know, we're going to take our stab at trying to figure it all out. But I, you know, we'll we'll see what kind of happens as we get into training camp. Uh, that's uh, coming up in the next few days. Also, all the VGK broadcasters will join us uh, on the program uh, throughout this season. But here's the general manager of the Vegas Golden Knights, Kelly McCrimmon. Uh, tell me seriously, from a scale of one to ten, how much did you miss me? <laughs> Well, I can tell you're excited to be back at work today, more. That's good, and uh, don't uh, don't blow it all at once. You got to pace yourself. <laughs> that, that's a, that's a good point. Uh, you, you've you've got training camp in in like less than ten days here. It's uh, feels like it's been a long off season, but it feels like it's also coming up pretty fast. Yeah, it really seems once you hit Labor Day, it just changes a little bit again, and uh, you know guys are. Back in town, guys are skating, and, uh, you know, you just get a little more excited as uh, the days click by. But, again, you know, with Labor Day weekend uh, behind us, we're sure looking forward to getting the rookies on the ice and then into San Jose for uh, for the tournament. And then uh, it's always great to see the veterans when we get going with uh, with main camp on the 22nd. 
You know, you, you kind of mentioned veterans there, and and to me, Jack Eichel coming into this season is is going to be a, a player that's going to be interesting to watch because you can make the argument, right, that in the first, in the last two years, this is the first normal off season that he's had. What are your expectations for Jack going into the year? Well, I think our expectations of Jack are high. I think Jack's uh, uh, expectations of himself are real high. He's a he's a premier player in the league. I think we saw it in. Uh, in glimpses last year, I think that he's going to really benefit from, uh, you know, an off season where he knows exactly what lies ahead, where he knows where his team is. He's going to be part of training camp. He's going to uh, be able to uh, start with uh, with his teammates, with a new coaching staff, and I really think that that's going to you know benefit Jack here as we uh, as we head into camp. You know, one of the uh, cool things about the disappointing part of what happened at the end of last year is we we still don't really know who Jack fits with uh, in, a, in an ideal situation uh, because of all of the injuries. So it, it's almost like it, it is starting from, from scratch, but he had that little bit of a heads up, uh, head start on us. Yeah, he, uh, you know, he's going to be like a lot of players at uh, turning camp, looking to make an impression on uh, Bruce Cassidy looking to uh, find chemistry with uh, with different uh, teammates, uh, line mates, uh, you know, power play uh, configurations, all of the different uh, you know aspects of uh, player usage over the course of a hockey game. Uh, I think there's going to be a lot of players that uh, you know really benefit from training camp, and for Bruce, certainly his first chance. Uh, to lay eyes on everybody, it's going to be really valuable uh, part of the process for him as well. The gas tank. What do you think the level of the gas tank is today as we approach training camp compared to the last few off seasons where you've gone deep? Yeah, we've talked about it before. I, I think there's an accumulation over time with uh, the long playoffs uh, runs that we had with the uh, short off seasons. And then just uh, like everyone else in the world, uh, the pandemic is a, is a cloud over top of uh, you know, everything that person, uh, you know, did for a couple of years, certainly we're uh, all grateful that it's uh, getting to be a little bit more a part of normal society now as we uh, navigate our way through it. But when you look at some of the things that uh, all teams did with respect to protocols, travel, um, you know, how we uh, were able to uh, complete our playoffs in the 2020 uh, bubble in uh, in Edmonton, just all of those things, I think, really uh, had an accumulation. And when we got to training camp last year, we really, you know, seemed to be low, uh, you know, low on juice right off the bat in camp. And then we uh, we had the injuries begin. We had players that didn't start camp. We had players that didn't finish camp, and uh, and on and on it went. So uh, this was an opportunity for uh, our players to, uh, you know, really make use of an off season where. Uh, they're not only just trying to get ready for the upcoming year. They've got the chance to, uh, you know, train uh, much more uh, uh, intensely or extensively, uh, so that they can get stronger, so that they can help themselves uh, be better players for uh, for the upcoming year. And I really uh, think that you know one of the things that we've talked about at different times is just you know how excited players are going to be for camp and that. Uh, mindset that they uh, that they have something to prove, I think, is a really uh, powerful uh, part of a person's psyche, and I look forward to seeing it. 
you know, you, you've kind of mentioned injuries in, in training camp a couple of times here. And, and I guess one of the big questions, obviously, going into training camp is going to be Mark Stone. He's recovering and, and rehabbing from his his back surgery earlier on in the offseason. Uh, do you have an update on the timeline for Mark going into training camp and, and, and what you're expecting out of him over the course of the next month or so? Yeah, no different than what we've uh, been saying all along. Mark's in town. He's uh, he's skating. Uh, I think that our expectation is he's going to be uh, available for the opening of the season. What that means exactly with respect to training camp, uh, we'll see. And and I think that uh, you know when you have these off season surgeries, Laurent Bressois, uh is another one. You know, really, you don't have that definitive timeline until the players get here. They work with your medical team. Uh, you see how they respond to certain treatments, to certain uh, levels of intensity. Uh, you know, there, there's a reason um, that teams at times uh, appear to be vague with respect to timelines on injuries. It's because it's hard to pinpoint. And that's, uh, uh, you know, my answers I'm giving you here today are uh, exactly, I think, is what we've, uh, you know, said uh, throughout the off season, and that's as, uh, as uh, you know, that's the information we're working with, and the expectations that we have. So uh, that's uh, that's how we'll play it out. And again, once we get on the ice, and once we see how players uh, react that are coming off of injuries or surgeries or or uh, lengthy rehabs, we'll know uh, we'll know more at that time. You know, Kelly, it's interesting because the injuries were were such a topic for the season last year, and and you're, you're still now even going into this season with without Robin Leonard dealing with some of the residual effects of those injuries. Do, do you feel like there has been a reset there? Yeah, I don't feel that, uh, you know, we're, we're talking about injuries as we debrief uh, last season and talk about the off season and talk about uh, training camp. I, I think that, uh, you know, we're going to be a far more uh, rested, um, you know, just a, just a better situation for us this year. So, I'm not expecting that it'll be uh, that it'll be more uh, of the same. I'm expecting that we're going to have reasonable health, as uh, most NHL teams uh, would expect. So is there going to be injuries over the course of the year? Certainly, that's uh, that's part of the game, and uh, and we'll deal with them at that time. But uh, you know, the injuries, um, you know, and, and 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 talking about them to the length that we have, uh, those are things that we want to put in the rearview mirror as much as possible. Well, right in front of you is a brand new head coach with the organization in Bruce Cassidy, Butch. Uh, what sold you on him, and what have been the conversations like over the course of the summer? Well, a real consistent level of success uh, in Boston. I, I think that, uh, you know, he had, uh, it, w- it wasn't all the same team, right? When you're in a spot for six years, you've got turnover uh, in your roster, they had some players that moved on because they had real good success in their roles in Boston that uh, accepted contracts with other teams that were uh, reflective of the growth in their game. So I think that you saw some improvement uh, in some of those players. He uh, handled star players real well, which uh, which Boston for sure had their share of. Uh, elite on special teams over a long period of time. So that. Uh, I think is really uh, important. And then, uh, you know, one of the uh, best defensive teams uh, on a consistent basis in the NHL, really hard uh, teams to score against and, uh, you know, didn't do it at the expense of offense. I think that, uh, um, you know, sometimes you see a team that really puts the premium on defense and it seems to be uh, at the expense of the creativity, the offensive instincts of the forwards or the, or, or the team, 
you know, Bruce's teams, I think, uh, did a really good job uh, on the offensive side of the puck as well. And again, big part of that uh, is their power play. He always had great power plays. So, you know, he, uh, I think, is a really respected coach in uh, in the National Hockey League. I think he's got a lot of respect from players, from uh, from his peers, and uh, and a real good record of success. Boy, you make a case 31 other teams would love to return the seven defensemen you guys are. Yeah, we're sure excited about uh, uh, our personnel on the back end. I think is uh, you know really, um, you know we we think among uh, one of the better uh, defense cores in the National Hockey League, and that'll be a huge part of our team. Those are uh, some real good players. There's a good blend of uh, skill sets. There's a good a uh, good mix of uh, age and experience. There's uh, young players that are. Uh, really in uh, really improving. There's uh, you know very established NHL veterans. There's Stanley Cup winner uh, in uh, Alec Martinez, Stanley Cup winner in uh, Alec Petrangelo. So I think it's a pretty good makeup on uh, on our blue line. You know, and speaking specifically of blue liners and, and young blue liners, Nick Haig obviously is is a player that I, I think a lot of people are are hoping uh, gets signed to a contract prior to training camp. Is there any update on those contract talks or an extension? No, what I saw, what I told you uh, before, we uh, you know, we expect that we'll get that done prior to training camp, and we're hopeful that that uh, that, that will be the case. Like Nick a lot, really have uh, seen a lot of growth in his game since uh, since we drafted him. His two years in Chicago with uh, the Wolves in the American Hockey League, his time in the National Hockey League. I think we've seen real uh, real growth there. He's uh, you know he's six foot six, two hundred and forty pounds. I think he's a guy that's going to continue to improve. Uh, for a long time, I think that guys that size, their development curve is likely a little bit longer and a little bit slower to arrive. I think that's uh, one of the real exciting things about Nick and uh, and his potential. Callum McCrimmon's with us on the VGK Insider Show. I, I'm contractually obligated to ask this question, but uh, you you made the decision on the uh, goaltending. Aiden Hill's in. Uh, Logan Thompson had a marvelous uh, end of last season. Loren is coming off the surgery. Do you allow yourself to forecast what's going to happen, or you've set the table and now you let it play out? I think we're going to watch and see uh, see how it unfolds. We, uh, you know, we, we like Laurent Versois. I thought he played a lot of really good goal for us last year. I think that uh, Logan Thompson is uh, is a really talented goaltender, a guy that we're uh, excited about, and I think Aiden Hill. Um, we like Aiden Hill, so I think that that uh, you know gives us uh, more confidence in the position that uh, that we're going to have people emerge, and that'll be you know one of the things that we watch play out. They're all going to get an opportunity to make first impressions on our uh, goaltending coach Sean Burke, uh, you know our head coach uh, Bruce Cassidy. So that'll be. You know that'll be a really interesting uh, position to monitor for uh, for our staff. Did you feel like you had to upgrade the practice goalie department? <laughs> well, I'm afraid you might fall over dead. Is <laughs> the biggest concern that I'm having for you. So, we'll, uh, you'll you'll probably get called. Don't worry. We'll, uh, there'll, there'll be a day that we need you. <laughs> I, I I can't top that. There's nothing. There's nothing else, Darren. Uh, I've got fantasy football league draft tomorrow. Um. Do you do you think I have a? Cha- I'm the defending champion, which tells you what kind of league I'm in uh, with our staff over there. Um, <laughs> any advice for me? That's the last one for you. Well, I'm hoping you've improved. I guess that's, uh, <laughs> that's all I can say. I know you were in pretty deep water uh, in some of the other leagues that you were uh, were a part of, but 
I wish you all the best. I'm going to channel my uh, inner Kelly McCrimmon. Uh, thanks for doing this, and I uh, can't wait to be around the rink with you. It's coming up really fast with the start of rookie camp and then into the uh, the main camp and the uh, exhibition schedule, and we're a month out from opening night. Uh, thanks, Kelly. Thanks for being here on opening night. Yeah, thanks for having me, guys. Bye-bye. There's Kelly McCrimmon, the general manager of the Vegas Golden Knights, on the VGK Insider Show in show number one. It's I... Like you guys have been in this business for a while. Mm-hmm. When you're old, like me, and you can have some of these relationships mm-hmm. with people, yeah. it's so much fun to both interview your friends, mm-hmm. but also have a relationship with your friends, which I think Kelly and I Oh, have. no, it's it's fun for us, too. I, I sent him a note today. I said, don't be afraid to, to jab me a little bit. Yeah. Uh, I'll probably do the same to you. I, yeah. I think he followed through on that. No, he was he was good. Yeah, it was great. <laughs> I, I You know, it's funny. I... I was going to go down the goalie route, but I wanted to make you do it. Yeah. I'm glad you did. I don't like... I think goalie conversations are (laughs) something that people default to. Sure. That aren't always first and foremost on the front burner. Mm -hmm. That we, we almost have them because... Well, we think we should talk about goaltending. Right. This is a year where it's both. Mm -hmm. It's an important conversation, and we have to have the conversation uh, as well. And we will have the conversation uh, as we go along here. Uh, We'll get Kevin Woodley from Ingle Magazine, Mm -hmm. Ingle Radio, the podcast, our goalie guru. We'll get him on, too, because he knows Aiden really well. Mm-hmm. He knows Laurent. Uh, uh, Logan has been on their podcast uh, as well. So uh, uh, Michael Hutchison is also a National Hockey League veteran that's mm-hmm. part of this organization. Mm-hmm. Uh, so there's there's a lot to dive into. So my story yes. that I plugged in our number one. Oh, my goodness. So this isn't necessarily a story. It's story time with Millard. But more of an experience that I had this summer. Okay. So I'm back in, in Manitoba. Go uh-huh. go to my hometown, see my twin brother and my dad. And they have a new practice facility with the Wheat Kings. The uh, the new owner who took over from Kelly McCrimmon has built this uh, this crazy cool uh, practice rink. And it's part of a hockey academy and uh, the the minor hockey program there. And he's really, he's, he's done, uh, Jared's done a great job with it. Uh, so there's a main rink. And then... Instead of a second pad at this rink, mm. there's two tiny, tiny rinks. Mm. They're all like shooting pads, practice mm. pads. Little but they're, li- they're, they're a little bit bigger than that, than a shooting pad. Okay. So my dad wants to, sh- he's never seen anything like this before. <laughs> and he's so excited to show me. Yeah. And so we walk all the way around the rink and we get to this uh, little mini pad. Mm-hmm. And we're watching this game of two on two yep. in it. Yep. And it's going back and forth and it's, it's great hockey. Like that guy looks familiar. <laughs> the one goalie at the far end, he looks familiar. Yeah, he's a, a right-handed catching goalie. Mm-hmm. That's that's Logan, mm. Lo- former Wee King. Yeah, he's back there. Uh, he's he's getting some some time in, and the puck comes down, and and I started looking at the other guy. I'm like, wouldn't that be cool if you're the other goalie and you're playing against Logan Thompson in a summer skate? Oh yeah, that's awesome. Yeah, yeah. Uh, the other guy, Yuri Patera. <laughs> 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 Part of the Henderson Silver Knights backed yeah, up uh, yeah. late last season with, with the Vegas Golden Knights, yeah. a former Wee King. Yeah. Yuri's at the other end. And then I'm thinking, 
I, I don't even want to ask who the four players are. Sure, yeah. Because uh, it, it might end up being Sid and Nathan and <laughs> uh, Mark Stone and uh, Jonathan Marshall out there. But uh, but it was cool. Like a random day in August mm-hmm. where I just show up at this rink yeah. in the middle of Manitoba, middle of Canada, and two of the guys that we cover on a daily basis mm-hmm. are the, the goal. What, they're doing the work. Yeah. And number two, that's pretty cool. Yeah, I mean it's it's awesome, right? And you know, it's it's a cool experience. It's something that, you know, a lot of people I think get here in Vegas whenever yeah. they go to the rink. The, the the chances of seeing a player a golden knight are, are are really high especially during the season, but like just just the the awesome factor of walking into a rink on a little pond in, a, in yeah. just a fun summer skate type of setting. Um yeah, that, that's that's cool. Did I you, banged on the glass. Did you? Yeah. I banged on the glass, waved. Mm-hmm. Logan gives me a wave. Yeah. My dad's like, you know him? <laughs> yeah, yeah, dad. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like, I don't know what tipped you off, banging on the glass yeah. and waving yeah. or the Vegas Golden Knights sure. year. Yeah. Now, don't ever tell my dad that I took a shot at him like that. Oh, I will. Love, I love pops. Have you ever, have you ever skated on one of those little... Ponds, yeah. the little ones. Yeah, yeah. They're they're, fun. They're, they're, cool. It's it's actually it's too small for me Oof. in a sense of there's too much work. Like when you play cross ice three on three mm-hmm. across the rink, you never get a chance to catch your breath. All you're talking it's, about is a goalie. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. It's, it's way too much work. So uh, the only- I, I enjoy. I enjoy uh, you've been to a speed skating oval, mm-hmm. or you've yeah, seen those. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I enjoyed those types of games where I'm at one end of the speed skating oval and the other goalies at the other end of the speed skating oval, and then I can really catch my breath. No, I, the only time I've ever looked fast is playing mm-hmm. on those little tiny ponds. That's it. Mm-hmm. It's the only time. What's the What's the game that they play in in Finland on uh, on ice? It's like hockey and lacrosse, and it's but it's played on like a soccer field. It's Crazy! How cool. do you not know this, Chapman? I know you well. Well, I never got to ask Eric Hall about it, so uh, I don't know. I, I I think I've seen. It's like a little. It's it's wild, but I I don't remember the name of it. I'm I'm pretty sure I know what you're talking about, but I don't I don't know what it's. You called. don't know what I'm talking. No, about. no. I, I there there was there was something that I saw. I don't know if it wasn't like a documentary, but mm. there was something I saw where where they were showing these guys playing it. Bandy. That is that it? Yes. Bandy. That's the yes. I think you've spoken about Bandy before. You would have given him I two follow more I seconds. follow No, no. He pulled that out. No. Two more seconds. I was, he pulled that oh, out. Oh yeah, for sure. See, like, now, he was now. he was maybe even a second so and a half. Right there. Was, it was yeah. just on the tip of his tongue. Right no, even it when I not, gave him the but, answer, he went, uh yes. Yes. See, uh, the, the thing exactly is, I, I need is. both of you guys out of the studio so I could have just Googled it real quick and been like, oh, Bandy, that's it, right? See, I would, I, I would like that sport uh, a little. I follow uh, a Bandy account on Instagram just because the highlights are so crazy cool. Oh, really? So I, I that's like that. the, uh, the I game they play Nate in Ireland, Ewell, too. Nate Ewell, uh gave me the uh, the answer. Ah, he heard, oh, he nice. heard me struggling for it. I'll give credit. Okay, all right. I'll give credit. Oh, like good. I wasn't, yeah. I well, wasn't going to get it either. You got that quickly. Like we know you don't know how to Google very well. So like certainly yeah, somebody had even, to give you can't even take photos or, or I did them. Google. I did Google and it didn't come up properly. <laughs> so what is it? Hold on. Wait, wait. Hold on. Scroll back. What did you type into Google? I have to know. <laughs> oh yeah. Here. Yeah. Yeah. I'm looking for the sport of bandy. Yeah. All right. Yeah. I put into Google. Big rink in Finland. <laughs> <laughs> I'm guessing Google did not know what you were talking about. So uh, 
normally I'm pretty good with the Google stuff. That's funny. Oh, like man. I can get it. I, I've been dumbing down my Google searches because I sure. was being too specific. Yeah. I so can see I, that being a problem for you. I, I thought <laughs> I, I actually thought big rink in Finland might work. <laughs> you have to scroll a little bit, but it is here. It is here, but uh, Ryan just took a lap around the studio. He was laughing so hard. Thank you. <laughs> you are no no help there at all. Well, I'm the least. I'm the I'm I'm the least likely to be help in that situation. So I don't know why you asked me. Hmm. Uh, Kelly McCrimmon, hmm. in our conversation, yep. you reflect on that. Some of his comments. Uh, what really stands out is okay. All the injury stuff. Mm-hmm. It. It was a real hindrance last year. Yeah. But we're shelving that. That's yeah. done. Yeah. Uh, Rearview mirror was was used uh, as was one of the phrases in that conversation. But it, it's a it this is a new season and I almost get the sense like we're not talking about that anymore. Yeah, it certainly. And and you know, again, it it's hard because I guess you look at these as maybe new setbacks or new injuries or new things that you've got to overcome, and, and that's perfectly fine. Um, but I do think the break, I do think the ability to just get away for a while, for the players to just kind of do something over the course of this longer offseason that maybe doesn't involve hockey, to get back to camp rejuvenated, I think is going to work wonders for this team. So, you know, in that sense, I, I think that you've got to go into this year, one, expecting, hoping for better health all year long. And you, you've you got to go into this year saying, you know what, what happened in the past stays there. We have an opportunity in front of us this year. It's part of a conversation about kids in sport and playing different sports. Yeah. And not being sports uh, specific. Yep. It, it plays into this conversation about being recharged, fueled up, and ready to go at the start of this year and having this break is, and and as fans, we feel it the same way. Right off the top of hour number one, you said you can't wait to watch hockey again. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, to really absorb something and be captivated by a topic or a sport or a show, I think you have to miss it a little bit. Oh, 100%. Like being sports specific doesn't allow you to miss it enough. Mm-hmm. Uh, for kids here, uh, I think the players they they had their longest off season for some of them ever. Yeah, you miss it. You come back, you're fully recharged. Not just the rest, but mentally being so excited around the rink and not okay. We got to we're, we're already back at camp. Mm-hmm. We're going at this thing mm-hmm. again. We're, we're we're a great team, but we're already back at camp. It's it's very different. It's not the way you structure it. Sure. I'm not saying that that anything of this was planned, right? Or they enjoyed that last year, but there is a definite way to use it to your advantage. Oh, 100 percent. And and you know, just on on my my level from 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 my perch, right? Like this is a team I've covered now going into six years, mm-hmm. and this is the first time that there's been a legitimate off season, right? Like the the first time that that you've had more than six to eight weeks to to step back and breathe a little bit. And I can I can fully attest to I'm more energetic and, and energized and engaged in this coming season than I think a lot of people would have felt going into last year. And it's noticeable on Chapman. Yeah. Like he's missed it because he forgot where all the things were in the computer. Fair point. He couldn't find them. 
He is in mid-season form. Yeah, <laughs> absolutely. Uh, <laughs> catching up with Chapman at the end of hour number two. That returns uh, this season as well. But up next, it's one-timers. News and notes from around the National Hockey League on Fox Sports Las Vegas. Maybe a two-on-one. Petrangelo gets it. He shoots. He scores. It's time for one-timers. One-timers. Short-handed goal. Alex Petrangelo. Quick looks at some of the biggest stories of the day on the VGK Insiders Show. All right, looking forward to this. Uh, I love my one-timers. So whenever I'm at the office, uh, not on the air, I'm thinking that would be a good note for one-timers. And uh, now, now we're back to it, and we've got some... Uh, news out of uh, the rookie side of things in the National Hockey League. The showcase, the NHLPA showcase, uh, was uh, happening today uh, on the East Coast. And Brendan Brisson was yep. part of that uh, with the Vegas Golden Knights. Part of, like, seven guys with ties to Michigan mm-hmm. at that thing. Part of the class included Yuri Slavkovsky. Okay. Remember, we we talked about his name. How yes. We, how much we we yes. loved his uh, his name. Uh, is he going to be the rookie of the year? Mm-hmm. He's the number one draft pick. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But do you think he is the rookie of the year, or will it be the player that slipped to fourth overall yep. and was going into the draft mm-hmm. projected to be the first overall pick in Shane Wright? If you had to pick between one and four, who's rookie of the year? Uh, okay. Um, I'm going to preface this by saying I like a lot about Slavkovsky, specifically his name. It's fantastic. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm going with Shane Wright. Like, I think that, and I don't know if it's going to be the actual winner of rookie of the year or who's going to finish higher in the voting, but when all said and done at the end of the year, I think Shane Wright is going to be thought of year one as the better between the two players mainly because you put a chip on that kid's shoulder you put a chip on his shoulder and i think that he's going to have every opportunity to really shine in seattle i think you give him a little bit of of that runway a little bit of that that chip i think he's going to do some special things i think seattle's a bit better team i'd agree than the with Montreal that canadians yeah. uh, at this for sure. stage for sure plus not european I, I just think there might be a little bit of a heads up there and the, that motivating factor like, and it's I can't. Be big. If if he wins and he walks to accept the trophy in Nashville mm-hmm. at the NHL Awards, mm-hmm. uh, one I hope I'm there. Okay, <laughs> not turn down a trip to Nashville anytime. And let's number two, let, let's do it. And number two, uh, I think he's going to have still that game face on. It won't be a big smile. Mm-hmm. It'll be see, I told you guys. I yeah, told you the the Shane Wright stare. Is yeah. perhaps my favorite thing to come out of the draft. Uh, Eric Brandstrom, remember him? I do. Brandwagon, come on. Signed a one-year deal, less than a million dollars, just under a uh, million dollars, with the Ottawa Senators this week. Twenty-three-year-old defenseman. Mm-hmm. He was part of the Mark Stone transaction. Yep. Another reason why the Vegas Golden Knights won that trade is, and Eric may end up having a, a really solid career. But he's he's 23. He's still signing these one-year deals. Yep. And hasn't and he's he's played more games than I thought yeah. uh, he had. Yeah. Uh, he's 53 last year, but uh, but still hasn't uh, hasn't developed. And when you're signing him for a million dollars in just a one year, and the player and and the the team are on on both sides of that negotiation, you're thinking, 
we 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 have some question marks here. Yeah, so it's interesting because you're talking about a, an offensive defenseman who's undersized and needs to be that guy that that can chip in and and have you know good point totals. And it just hasn't really worked out in his favor yet at the NHL level. I think you could probably make the argument. Well, he's played for the Ottawa Senators, so how many points are you really yeah. going to be putting up with that team? The Senators are better going into this year. How much better they're going to be, like that'll all kind of bear itself out. But there's some pieces now with the Ottawa Senators. There's expectations on there's, Ottawa. There's expectations not to, to be, be better. Not to be terrible. Right. Like to play some meaningful hockey yeah. after, you know, in 2023. Right? No, like, just to have a respectable point total. I think it's I don't, to, meaningful. They're still a ways off no, from no, no, meaningful. No, no, no. Not meaningful at like in like March and April. I mean, like, let's play some meaningful games in January. Hmm. Like, let's let's just be around for maybe three months. I think they're better. Four months. How about Vancouver? Meaningful in January. They were great under Bruce Boudreaux. Yeah. The okay. back half of last season. Can he carry that over? Well, they took care of some big business yep. last week, signing JT Miller. Weird timing of it. <laughs> uh, Friday, going into the last long weekend of the summer, they yeah. announced it, uh, seven years, $56 million. Uh, JT didn't talk uh, on the weekend uh, because they, he and his wife uh, welcomed another child uh, to the world on, on Thursday. Uh, the team didn't speak all weekend. The only person that really spoke was the agent for JT Miller, mm -hmm. which was kind of strange, but at least somebody was talking. And the weird part was the agent kept saying, he left money on the table. He left money on the table. Mm -hmm. To the point where I'm after reading this like four times, I'm like, why do you sign him to the let him sign the deal if he left so much money on the table? I was, I was surprised. There was well, nothing going on in this contract. Yeah. It, and it sounded more like JT was going to be traded. Right. Uh, because they still have to sign Bull Horvat too, but uh, somebody whispered in my ear that this would have something to do with some season ticket sales and trying to spice that up a little bit. Uh, I, I don't know. I I feel like the Vancouver Canucks need to pick a direction and go. Like you look at it and you say, okay, is this a is this a Stanley Cup contender? No, no, it's not a Stanley Cup contender. So. In my estimation... Playoff contender, though. Yes. Yes. But, again, like, I, I I, have a hard time with that, like, next tier of playoff contender. Right? Like, I get... Well, the owner... The owner I, I get, I get doesn't mind playoff I, I get, I get that. But we're talking about three games, maybe. Right? Like, tear it down a little bit. If you're gonna, if you're looking at JT Miller and you're saying, okay, what can we get in a trade? How much better can we be in two years by making this deal to the point where we might actually be able to cash in on Elias Pettersson and Quinn Hughes in their actual prime and become a Stanley Cup contender in that window? Versus, mm -hmm. eh, let's just keep kicking it down the road, keep kicking it down the road, keep kicking it down the road. Well, I don't e understand. E that. Everybody else is getting paid. Sure, Kadri, Huberto. They, they were yeah. there, there was money going out but I mean, uh, th this summer. But I mean, at so least JT Miller, ninety nine points, ninety nine points. You, you got an asset there, and it's. I don't know whether this is a word or not, so you can clip this if it's not a word. But this this contract <laughs> is buy outable. 
Yes. In the last year of the contract. Is that a word? Buyoutable? Um, you just created it. Thank you. I'm going to give it to you. Okay. Um, it, it's also worth noting that JT Miller still has one year left before this deal kicks in. And to my knowledge, does not have a no trade. No, he, they, can, they can trade him this winter. They can absolutely trade him. Like, if things don't go well for Vancouver, if they find themselves in a bad spot or they're just not going to even make the playoffs, I think that there are enough teams that are looking at JT Miller at that cap hit and saying, all right, we can do something there. I've never heard a guy sign and talk about how much money they left on the table well, so if much. I'm, if I'm that agent, like, you must be really confident in your relationship with JT Miller. Because if, like, if I'm JT Miller hearing that, I'm like, what am I paying you for? Why am I doing this? Mm-hmm. Like, I'm all for discounts, but when you talk about a lot of money left on the table, not great. You guys know that uh, I like goalie masks? Yes. Most famous goalie mask in the history of the Boston Bruins, Jerry Cheevers with the stitches on his mask mm. where they would write a stitch every time he got a puck to the face <laughs> and that was signifying like a cut. And then he ended up with stitch marks all over. That That's the the history of, of Jerry Cheevers from the, uh, from the 70s. Mm-hmm. I saw Jerry this summer uh, and cool. there's a new challenger to that. It's not we're going to beat Jerry, but this player may actually not even play for the Bruins much. Mm. But he unveiled a new Boston Bruin mask today. Keith Kincaid, okay. who signed on with the Boston Bruins, and he'll be depth behind Allmark and, and Swayman. Mm-hmm. And why his mask is getting so much attention is because it uh, it honors Happy Gilmore. Nice. Yes. Nice. And, and, and it's got uh, the the great uh, the great Boston Bruin pump with the uh, with the golf club. In the hand with uh, Adam Sandler. Okay. Very, very, very cool. Uh, check out the NHL Twitter page. Uh, I'll, I'll also uh, forward it on oh. Twitter if I can figure it out. Oh, Chapman just saw it. Oh, oh look, he's, he's moaning, he's groaning. Oh, it's cool. It's very cool. Yes. I'm going to retweet it. So it's it's cool. I'm going to retweet it. I thought it. I was going to no, retweet, retweet it. it from the Fox no, account no, 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 as well. No, 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 no. You're going you're gonna to forward it like an email. Yeah. Chapman's going to retweet it. I'll retweet oh. it from Fox so we all can retweet it. Why can't why can't you just go with me? Well, because I'm afraid. Look, you 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 had difficulties attaching a picture. Oh, that's beautiful. Pretty cool, eh? Yeah, that's good. I'm gonna I'm gonna retweet it as well, Darren. <laughs> just uh, if you don't see Happy Gilmore and he's got the hockey stick in his hand that he used for putting, and uh, it it it's awesome. It's pretty cool. And again, Keith Kincaid may not play a game for the Bruins this year, but he's. He's already won MVP in my book. Exactly. That's pretty awesome. Uh, I love it. Uh, that's uh, a little bit about what's going on. I've got some more news coming in the next couple of days. I'm going to spread some of this around because it, it's been a little soft lately, and I was digging on something earlier today hmm. that I couldn't absolutely lock in. But uh, I've got a cool little... It's more of a, more of a fun story. Oh, okay. That's coming up in the next couple of days. Also, want to tell you, we mentioned uh, earlier in the program that we're going to lean on our broadcasters uh, yeah. this year. Yep. Uh, the likes of uh, Shane Idy and Dave Gosher, uh, Gary Lawless, uh, Dan Duva, uh, Brian McCormick, Ashley Weiss. Mm-hmm. Uh, she always wants to, uh, is open to coming on the program. Uh, so, we're going to do a little bit of that. If you see Shane 
in and around town over the next couple of days, don't tell him that. Because I haven't, I haven't, I haven't actually discussed it with him. I've just volunteered him for the program. Oh, okay. Yeah. So I don't want uh, I don't want somebody going on saying, "Hey, you're going on the Insider Show a lot this year," and he'll be like, <laughs> "What?" So, you know, of all the broadcasters, he me. yeah, he's the one guy I would yeah. not want to have angry at me. You know what my nickname is for him? Punching bag. What is that? What he calls you? No. No. Oh. No. What do you call him? I call him burnt marshmallow. <laughs> oh. Because. A burnt, uh, like I a burnt marshmallow. You've seen the movie? I have. Yes. What yes. movie is it? Transformania. Hotel yes. Transylvania. Yes. The fourth one. So, <laughs> burnt, no, surprisingly, Adam Sandler's not in the movie. It's a really good movie, though. I know, but it's not. But it's I not call it burnt marshmallow because on a burnt marshmallow, it's mm. crusty and burnt on the outside. It's gruff. It does, it's gruff. Yeah. Like it's not something that you look gruff, and go, yeah. ah, that looks that looks great. <laughs> Are you saying he's but, soft on the but, inside? But, but then you put, and all the all the good stuff yeah. is uh, on the inside. Okay. The ooey gooey center yeah. chat. Okay. Yes. <laughs> it's what makes life. Yeah. Shane's going to love that I just uh, told that story. But I do call him my, my Burt Marshall. Uh, those are your one-timers. News and notes from around the National Hockey League. Catching up with Chapman's next on Fox Sports Las Vegas. When the guy wouldn't stop talking, we had no choice but to give him his own segment. It's time for Catching Up with Chapman. I feel like we should have given this 35 minutes. No, for no. Christopher. Hi, Darren. So, Still doing that, huh? Yes, of course, because I know you don't like it. So... Like you guys, I, I made sure that I, I missed hockey all all summer. But How do you last, make sure you miss hockey? Because I didn't watch. Once the Stanley Cup ended, I didn't watch anything even. I didn't watch NHL you Network. You didn't watch any games? Nothing. Well, there was no games. Well, yeah, but sometimes they show replays <laughs> or whatever. So I, I distanced myself. Didn't watch the World Junior? Nope. Didn't watch the U18? Nope. Didn't watch the Women's World Hockey Championship? Especially no on that one. That was... What do you mean? That was spectacular. Well, I, I I don't like when U.S. loses, so I... I oh, I yeah. see what you mean there. But... Uh, uh, yeah, Canada was great again. I, I got into the mood last night. I finally watched the Ooh. Unrivaled doc on ESPN. The story about the Red Wings and the Colorado Avalanche. Mm. And a few takeaways. Ooh, I forgot about that. I gotta watch that. That's uh, so good. Yeah. A few takeaways. They hated each other. Yeah. Oh, it was good. I, I think I can... Feel fairly certain saying we will never see anything like that again in this sport or any sport. The Konstantinov stuff made me cry. It, it was very, very hard to watch because it's, it's obviously, you know, a very difficult discussion, and and it was tough to watch. And the other thing is, I am I am pretty sure Darren McCarty could walk into any locker room in the NHL and put a number on a lot of guys still i mean he's still a pretty tough looking guy and he's not a guy i would i would want to mess with i definitely Where was that filmed i think they did it in detroit it was cool they they so had when um 20 i think it was march of 2022 okay and uh they they had mccarty and lemieux you haven't seen it did you no i haven't uh, uh did you walk away with that not liking Claude? I I disliked Claude from the time that he was traded from the Devils to the Avalanche. Because, How did your music bed run out? It's your segment because <laughs> it's only like two minutes or whatever. So, but yeah, we what, usually don't give him this much yeah, time. But yeah, I I I really wasn't a fan of Lemieux when he was with the Devils because he was he he was that guy who you you knew was he was a pain and uh, the Devils. How about Montreal? Well, I, that was a little before my time. I like Pepe. I liked him. Yeah, good player, and uh, you you know who kind of reminds me not not on that level, but 
I, I see a little David Perron or Claude mm. Lemieux and David Perron. Tell you what, he's not happy right now. Why is that? He's not happy with what happened to his future and where he ended up. Oh. <laughs> well, he, he doesn't mind where he ended up. Mm. He's not happy he didn't return to St. Louis. The word respect or disrespect was tossed really? out there from David Perron. Well, he expected he expected to be back in St. Louis. You know, it's interesting um, as, I, as I pointed this out. It's the first contract David Perron's ever signed with a team other than the St. Louis Blues. Yeah, wild. It's crazy. I I just I expected him to play for like fifteen, which teams. explains yeah. why he also was exactly. going down that path. Exactly. Like he has only signed a contract with St. Louis, even though he's played for like eight teams. It's and and. Some fans were a little bit jarred by it, mm-hmm. but uh, the cap and making tough decisions on older players. I, it's not just Vegas that goes through this. He's still no, a good it's, player, it's, it's, too. It's really, it's, it's happened all over the league. He's really going to help Detroit, I think, because I think he's, he's still got a lot in the tank, and now you, you throw that in there, he's, he's angry, and he's, he's, I mean, he, was, he had a little bit of a chip on his shoulder when he came here the first year, too. Who uh, who did you cheer for? Detroit and Colorado back in the day. Back in the day, I I'll, I'll be honest. I, I kind of rooted for Colorado, but now I I look at that Detroit team and I I can appreciate just what they did was so special. You know, Scotty Bowman kind of comes across as he he kind of comes across as a bit of a Tony Soprano like character. I mean, he's he's a scary guy. Like like he's a pretty intense dude, and then they 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 showed the the. Part where Mark Crawford and oh, yeah, when they were, oh each other. that yeah. was oh that was fantastic. You that forgot was, that you were on the air right now. Why he forgot that he, we were out? Yeah, yeah. No, he no, no. What no. time we were good going timing. out? No, we, um, I'm I'm right on cue. We're I, good. I I hated and loved Patrick Waugh. Hated and loved him. <laughs> um, a lot of it had to do with my fandom for the LA Kings and how at every turn it was always Patrick Waugh. I cheered for Patrick, but I like Detroit. I, I was covered in that, bro. But but like that's the thing. Like I I found myself gravitated toward liking Patrick Waugh, mm-hmm. even though I hated him, and I love Sergey Fedorov. How about Vernon and Ozzy? Yes, yeah. yes, yeah. that was good. Yeah, was good stuff. Well, the funny thing is, Vernon talks about when he was in Montreal the night of the nine goal situation with mm-hmm. Mario Tremblay, and and that was cool. That was cool when he he walked into the cafe and was watching. What was right. going on? Yeah, he wasn't playing. He was playing a couple of days there. Uh, thanks for being with us on show number one. Appreciate Kelly McCrimmon for stopping by. We'll talk to you tomorrow on the VGK Insider Show.